This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Welcome to Friend of Maryland. My name is Kat Pauze, and this is a fat-friendly space. Today on Friend of Maryland, I talk about the upcoming PCA-ACA conference and your opportunity to see some really cool fat study scholarship. I chat with Shelby Bergen, who is a fat illustrator and artist, and I spotlight a piece from Omatara James about the joy of a sturdy chair. Starting off today with a call for papers for an upcoming edited book on critical fat phenomenology. This book is being co-edited by Kristen Rodier and Christine Neig. From the Call for Papers, it says, We invite scholarly papers, creative works, and transformative descriptions that engage the nexus of fat as a political identity and critical phenomenology. Despite the groundswell of scholarly literature in fat studies and critical phenomenology, there is little to no attention paid to larger bodies in critical phenomenology, and conversely, almost no attention paid to phenomenology in fat studies. This proposed volume will flesh out the space between critical phenomenology and fat studies by outlining concepts for a critical fat phenomenology through case studies of experience. Please submit an abstract of no more than 300 words, along with the title, bio, and keywords in a single file to an email address that is criticalfatphenomenology.com at gmail.com by April 20th, 2022. If you'd like to submit visual art, please send up to five images and an image list um, to that address. Accepted submissions will be notified of their selection by May 15th. And once contributions have been selected, a press will then be solicited. So they don't have a publisher yet, um, but I can definitely share from personal experience that the time is ripe for fat studies texts, both scholarly and non. So for those of you interested in fat phenomenology, definitely make sure you respond to this call for papers. Again, the email address is criticalfatphenomenology at gmail.com. And if you uh, just give a Google for critical fat phenomenology CFP, you'll definitely come across the info you need. So make sure if this is something for you that you get something submitted.
Joining me today is Shelby Bergen, a fat illustrator and activist who uses her work to explore the versatility and beauty of fat bodies. Shelby, thank you so much for coming on Friend of Maryland. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I've been a huge fan of your work for a long, 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 long time. So I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, how did you, how did you, how did you get into art first and foremost, but then when did your art become about fatness and fat bodies? So I've been an artist just literally as long as I can remember. I have been, I would say I've been like a maker of things since I was, you know, able to make things. Um, And as far as uh, bringing my work into a, you know, uh, fat positive sphere and starting to draw fat bodies and include fat bodies in my work, it didn't actually happen until I got out of college. I kind of started my, you know, quote unquote, you know, self-love journey as a lot of people say, um, like in high school. And then that kind of exploration into fat bodies and art kind of took a pause in college. Um, I ended up drawing lots of other things, (laughs) but it, I started after college looking at the work that I was doing and seeing if it was like serving me. And I realized it kind of wasn't. And I wanted to really explore fat bodies and draw them as they are. And, um, you know, draw them in this way that is very sort of authentic and representative. Um, and I also like look back at a lot, a lot of, wow, can't say words. <laughs> I looked back at a lot of the um, fat bodies that I drew, like, you know, the few in college and in high school and stuff. And they were, they were not fat. And I was just appalled that I, <laughs> that I thought that these were fat people. And I, you know, got out of college and decided I'm going to do a better job at this. And I'm going to really stick to this and I'm going to, you know, draw the people that I want to see and that I don't get to see. So yeah, it's been, it's been a long kind of curving up and down journey. So tell me like, what were the first ways that you were drawing fat bodies? Like what were the, and did they look like the fat bodies that you draw now? No, (laughs) I remember I have, um, I had a Tumblr account in high school and I remember, (laughs) I mean, I still have the Tumblr account, you know, but, um, I remember I was like, I'm going to make a fat superhero. Cause you know, this was the time when all the Marvel movies started to come out and I wanted a fat superhero. So I made one and her name was Thunder Thighs. Um, it was great. (laughs) And I like it is burned into my memory me finding this image of this Thunder Thighs character that I made. And she looks like, you know, the the low end of every like, you know, plus size clothing catalog, you know? Like I'm like, oh, she doesn't I called her Thunder Thighs and she doesn't have any. <laughs> thunder thighs like oof you know but you know then I started drawing from life and everything got way better so you know I like the way better <laughs> yeah <laughs> um tell me 
you know, when I think of your work, actually, like I think of all of the different, like, I guess it's all the drawing, but like you, you, you disseminate it, like you package it in a lot of different ways. Like mm-hmm. I think about, you know, that I've got some of your work that's like framed in my office and like, I definitely have some stickers from you. Mm-hmm. Like you seem to really love stickers, which I love because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I can never go past a fat sticker. Um mm-hmm. Why is it important for you to kind of package your art in all those different ways? I really want my work to be a very sort of um, accessible um, in that way. Like when I was in college, um, there were a lot of people making these, you know, very beautiful, big fine arts paintings. And I knew very much that like, I didn't want that. I didn't want my work to live in a gallery where only a few people saw it. I really wanted my work to be something that was seen by people and something that was used by people as well. You know, I wanted it to be something that is fun that you can, you know, stick on your water bottle or you can, you know, send as a Valentine or, you know, put in your office or, you know, things like that. And I really wanted it to be something that was accessible and and very approachable for people, because I think a lot of people get really intimidated by art. And I wanted my work to not feel intimidating, you know, and I wanted to, like you said, have, have stickers and, and have these things that are fun and very easy to, to use and, um, you know, have things be very approachable, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what kind of responses do you get, um, you know, to, to the art that you do? And I mean, I guess I'd be curious to know like what your early responses were and how they might be different from like the kind of responses that you get now. And also, you know, like kind of the, the highlight of stuff, but also the low light of stuff, like give me a range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't actually get a lot of people who are like rude to me on the internet, which I am always like kind of amazed. Yeah, like kind of amazed about because I I always unfortunately think as a fat person on the internet where you're like very visual or visibly fat and very kind of loud about it, there's always probably going to be someone who, you know, comes out of the woodwork and is going to be a jerk you know, and I always kind of brace myself for that. And I've only had it happen a couple times in the few years that I have been making work and posting it on the internet. So that's always nice. Um, And the responses have always really been really great. Even when I was drawing people that like, now I look back on and I'm like, why did I think that was fat? You know, (laughs) I, I have so many messages that I have saved as screenshots of people saying, you know, thank you for depicting me. Thank you for drawing this person that looked like me. And those always just like, I, they want to make me cry. <laughs> like how wonderful is it that I can provide that experience of seeing yourself for the first time? Because so many of these people that I get responses from are, you know, saying I've never had this experience before. I've never seen myself. And that always, you know, (laughs) it's always a mixed bag of feelings. Like I want to cry because thank you. And also I want to cry because why am I the first one to show you that and show you that experience? So 
but I always try to look at the, you know, the happy side of it. So. I mean, I think, you know, when I think about how rarely I get to see myself represented in anything, especially Mm -hmm. like with the head (laughs) and especially (laughs) in quite joyful things. I mean, I think that's part of one of the things I really enjoy about like, especially again, I I can't get past the stickers. Like I really, really love your stickers, (laughs) you know, but I Mm -hmm. think about like, you've done like, I don't know if they were intended to be like Halloween type series, but you know, like I think about like the witchy, the spooky, (laughs) the spooky, the spooky fat stickers Mm -hmm. and like you've done a bunch of different kinds of ranges and stuff in the sense of Mm -hmm. being able to kind of see myself in all seasons and um, to have like the, the happy fat Halloween sticker that I can like stick on the Halloween card, which is something that I never would have never have had before. You know, I've always Mm -hmm. had to rely on, you know, the more just generic kinds of things. And so as someone who loves stationary um, in that kind of way, like I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful for the work that you're doing, the work that you're doing in that space. Talk to me a little bit about like how you use social media and like digital fora um, with your work as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm mostly on Twitter as far as like sharing my work. Instagram is still something that I kind of an enigma to me I kind of post my work and run unfortunately I don't quite I kind of feel like a grandma when I'm using it um but social media not only helps me share my work but it really helps me connect with other fat people and other fat artists you know I I think last week on your show you mentioned um the zine that I help run um which is fat craft and thank you for sharing by the way <laughs> um and one of my favorite things about fat craft is being able to bring a whole bunch of artists together um from social media to you know not only foster a community of cool fat artists but also create something that helps the fat community and i just my work and where I'm at as far as just being in the fat positive space, it wouldn't be possible without social media, you know? And while I think that it's definitely a double-edged sword, um, I, I love, you know, being able to, you know, have those good parts, even if there are, you know, bad parts, like people who, you know, want to be jerks to fat people on the internet, you know, being way too into all of the news that's happening all the time, that kind of thing. But yeah, being able to share my work and share the work of other fat artists and fat people and connect with them is just absolutely just indescribable and wonderful. So it's just great. Kelby, if there are people listening who, um, aren't familiar with your work, which, you know, I would be quite surprised about, to be honest, but um, <laughs> who, who want to find you or who are already maybe familiar, but are are keen to kind of get in touch. How can people find you online? So um, I do have my own website. It'll link to all of my social media. It's just my first name. So Shelby and then Bergen.com. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter at Shelbo Bergen, um, which is just a silly nickname, but <laughs> kind of stuck, which is um, my first name. But instead of the Y, it's an O and then my last name. Um, and I'm also on Instagram at Shelby.Bergen. So it's all kind of the variation of the same thing. So yeah. mm-hmm. no, that's perfect. Shelby, it's been mm-hmm. such a treat to have you on the show today. Um, 
I really, please keep making those great stickers <laughs> uh, and just, you know, uh, keep continuing the great work that you're doing, both in producing your own work, but also helping support other fat creators through things like the fat zine. Um, it's really important mm-hmm. work that you're doing and you make our lives uh, more joyful. And so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. In the spotlight today is a piece of poetry from featured poet on Vast Magazine, Omatara James, and I do hope I've pronounced that correctly. The date that this poem was published is February 20th, 2022, and the title of this poem, it's a quick poem, is called Heaven Be a Sturdy Chair, and that's just I just love that title for so many reasons. Um, Okay, so here's the poem. Quote, when I show up to the reading, it's not to talk to you. I'm cruising for stability. A pound of fat is three times larger than muscle. Fat demands space, describes it. Fat belts a show tune plus an R&B plus a ballad at karaoke. My fat never goes home alone. Think about your last moment of pleasure. Multiply it by three. When I show up, I don't need you to tell me I'm pretty. Find me attractive. Smile. No fats beneath your face on Tinder. No fats beneath your sheets last night. No fats or vampires invited. No fucks, just fats to give. Unquote. Thanks for listening to another episode of Friend of Marilyn. Friend of Marilyn is brought to you by Manawatu People's Radio, triple nine AM. If you'd like to contact the show with questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for topics or guests, you can email us at friendofmarilyn at AOL.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Closing the show is B.B. King with The Thrill is Gone.
Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.